guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video, so if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo, but otherwise, thanks for being here, enjoy the podcast. Hi guys, Morgan here. And Faith. Bringing you another episode of Joy Joy and Hope. Hope. (laughs) Nailed it. Hi guys, so yeah, I am joined by my friend Faith here today and we are going to delve into a pretty deep topic that has been especially relevant, unfortunately, recently. Yeah. Um, But specifically to offer hope because that's what we're about here at this ministry, joy and hope. Um, So we're going to be talking about hope in the face of racism. But before we get to that, I have tended to forget what to do in the beginning. Hashtag humility. So don't mind me. We're going to do the little intro stuff first before we get to the good stuff. So... I want to take a moment to say, do not forget to subscribe to this channel if you haven't already done so. So click that button below. Don't forget to tap the notification bell as well so you never miss out on new material. Secondly, if you have not already done so, please prayerfully consider becoming a Joy and Hope patron at patreon.com slash Morgan Mueller because I'm going to be homeless if I don't have patrons. (laughs) Literally, um... The provisions of my patrons are what make it possible for me to just give my life and service to God in this way. So thank you beyond words for all of those who are supporting me in that way. I appreciate you more than I can ever say. So thank you. Um, if you have benefited from this channel in any way or know that it's been helping other people, please consider becoming a patron to help make that possible into the future. And last Each episode is now available as a podcast, so if you're listening in that way, shout out to y'all. As of now, this podcast is available on SoundCloud, search Morgan Mueller, or on iTunes by searching The Joy and Hope Podcast. Without further ado, let's pray and get to today's episode. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus, Maria, ego sum, I am totally yours. Mary. Cool. So I think it's kind of funny that we're talking about hope today, like hope in the face of racism, because hope is one of the theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. But this is faith, not hope. So it's too bad your name's not hope. That would be hilarious. But faith is still good too. We need faith right now with everything that's going on. We've got to keep the faith. And here we have it right here. Um, before we get into today's episode, really, really into it, we're going to just have some fun with faith. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Okay, great. So we're just going to do some get to know you questions. So they're going to be random because <laughs> that's the best. Number one, Faith, what's your favorite color? Um, white. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just think it like matches with everything and it makes it like lighter. Okay, I like that. I like your white sweater. Thank Very you. fitting. Okay, favorite color. Uh, second, if you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be and why? To read other people's minds. And because 
I think it's really interesting that like not every mind works the same. Mm, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And then you would never have to wonder if the guy likes you. <laughs> yeah. Literally my life. Okay. I love that answer. And last, what is your favorite place at this point in your life that you've ever visited? Hawaii. It was so beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. And that's like cliche, but it is genuinely so pretty there. Oh my gosh. I've never been to Hawaii. So it's like, yeah. that sounds amazing. Yeah. I believe you. When did you go to Hawaii? Um, two years ago, I think. Oh, cool. So yeah. you remember it too yeah. because you were older. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. And do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I am going to be a senior this coming year. In high school? Yes. I play sports for my high school. I'm a big athlete. What sports? (laughs) Um, I, okay, so I've jumped around. So my freshman year, I played um, tennis, basketball, and then lacrosse. And then my sophomore year, I did field hockey, and then... I did track and lacrosse at the same time. Wow. Yeah. That and then like junior year, I went back to tennis. Okay. And then we didn't get a uh, lacrosse season. Because hashtag COVID. Corona. <laughs> Corona. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are you thinking about doing senior year? Any sports? If I'm being honest. I don't know yet. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Kudos to you for trying all of them. I'm yeah. over here like... <laughs> No thanks. That's super cool, though. Yeah. Um, awesome. Anything else that you want to share about yourself? Um, I don't know. That's okay. There are just so many <laughs> things to know about Faith that she can't even, like, focus on yeah. what to share. I relate to that on a deep spiritual <laughs> level. Cool. So, let's kind of get into what we okay. want to talk about today. All right. I have, to sh- I have to share a story with all of you. So, Faith's mom and my mom were best friends in college. That is how we got to know each other. And, I mean, how many months ago would it have been when you wrote the letter? Like, has it been a year already? It's, that seems like a lot. It seems it's like June right now. Like February-ish, March? Okay, of this year? Yes. Okay, so within the last several months, all I knew was I show up at my parents' house one day and my mom's like, oh my gosh, like, we're going to have to read you something. And I'm like, what? And she was like, yeah, so my friend's daughter wrote this letter. I'm going to let Faith share more about the letter. But all I can say, y'all, is it changed my life like and it definitely changed my perspective on racism in particular because spoiler alert if you couldn't already guess that's what the letter was about so whenever she read it to me I was particularly moved because a huge message I would say your driving message correct me if I'm wrong but like the driving message of this letter that pertained to racism was mercy yeah and those who not experience it what am I trying to say people on the end of being racist or the ones who are maybe just more ignorant 
should not be blamed but shown mercy because they don't understand that was faith's driving point in her letter and i just thought that was so beautiful because this was well so yeah february march was well before any of the recent stuff that's been happening um but in light of recent events it's just so apparent that it's like mercy or nothing because violence isn't getting anywhere and even though protests are good and necessary for change there's peaceful and then there's just persecution and it's like clearly that's not helpful so i think it's awesome that like your main message was all about mercy and whenever i was first read this letter by my mom kind of out of context even i was just like wow i i didn't realize that that is something that so many people experience on a daily basis yeah just because i'm white like honestly um i'm i'm definitely one of the people who probably falls into the ignorant category just because it's honestly not something that I have to deal with. It's not something in my personal experience, but it showed me this is so relevant still. And that there are definitely times in my life where I'm called to do something about it. Um, And I was very aware of that because at the end of her letter, faith like offered hope and like some words of encouragement on like how to maybe help that be possible so i'm gonna have faith share a little bit about this letter and what led her to write it so we had a couple issues at my school um regarding race and that led to a presentation and after sitting at that presentation i was very discouraged and it made me upset because I felt like if you're going to advocate for something that big and that prevalent, um, that it should be done correctly. And I did not think that it was done correctly. So I ended up walking out of there and I couldn't go back to class. I went straight to the counselor and I just bawled my eyes out. And she was like, you know what, if this, well, I had been struggling previously. And so me and my counselor were very close at school. Yeah. So she was like, if you want to write down your feelings and maybe send it to the principals or the people who set up the presentation, I will most definitely help you with that. And so I ended up writing a letter and I ended up sending it to the school. And then on accident, I sent it to everyone in our school district and our school board. But I got a lot of positive feedback. So it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And the letter wasn't about calling people out. It was just to help raise awareness like as as a minority, here's how I yeah. experience the presentation and maybe like some pointers on yeah. what could be better yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Like I super commend you for like taking 
taking the time to do that and having the courage to do that spurred on by your counselor yeah. because that's not something I'm sure that a lot of people would be able to do. But we talk about that a lot on Joy and Hope. It's like if there's something on your heart to go for it, like there's a reason yeah. that God put it there. Yeah. And so to not just let it stay to yourself, but so often like sharing is what allows change to happen yeah. and to allow people to grow closer to God and goodness itself. Um, so is there anything in the letter that you would like to share specifically? Um, I, again, like the letter was long. Yeah, the letter it was, was long. long. It was. Um, because so many thoughts and feelings yeah. probably, um, like experiences throughout your whole life. And you're like, how do I put this yeah. into like one letter? But if there were any driving points or things that you would like to read we would love okay we would love to have yeah. you share that um i'll start with uh halfway through i said um i prayed for god to fix the amount of broken people in the world but i knew god was not to fix every walking every person walking the earth god does not fix anyway he heals he heals the sick and he heals the injured this his healing starts with this letter to you and I thought that was really important to put in because as you said, like violence and that that way of protesting obviously is not getting us anywhere. Yeah. And just the fact that there are so many broken people in the world that just need to be healed mm -hmm. that would fix a lot of problems in my opinion yeah and yeah. yeah i love that that was one of the lines because i have not so i haven't read i shared this with faith right before we started i have not read the letter yeah. since february or march whenever i was first presented with it but that was one of my favorite lines i'm so glad awesome. you called that out the yeah. one where you said god doesn't fix he heals. Yeah. Just last night, I was actually at a discernment group that's led by um, a sister. Mm -hmm. And she literally said at one point, not along these same lines, so I'm going to make them go together okay. more. But however she worded it, she was like, so often, whenever we have something that's hurting us or we're struggling with it, we'll say like, God, take it. So kind of in the sense, it's like, God, fix it. Yeah. Like it's this, it's this motion of your mind, this motion of your heart and soul where it's kind of like, oh, poor me or like poor them. Yeah. And it's kind of just like this, not surrender, like this defeatist mindset where you're just like helpless and yeah. you're just like, meh. Yeah. Whereas like that's not how like God actually works. Yeah. So when you said God doesn't fix, he heals. Whenever we allow ourselves to be healed, there is more of this. I'm presenting this to you. I'm not just like forcing it off of myself because yeah. I don't want to deal with it. It's, I'm going to the doctor because I have this wound and I need help in yeah. healing it. Like I can't do it myself. And so I love how you brought God into it and you were like, this is like, this is only going to be healed by God. Yeah. And 
the process of healing is something that is so much more tender and merciful and we have a role to play in that because it's like we have to own that like lord here's how i'm hurting yeah i offer it to you not because i'm not willing to deal with it but because i i do want to deal with it and i want to grow closer and like become stronger yeah because of it yeah. kind of like the whole um like whenever you have like a wound and it becomes a scar like to be proud of the scar yes. because like it reminds you yeah. where you've been but you don't just leave the open wound yeah but when it is healed like it will leave a scar but it reminds you of how you have yes been healed Absolutely. so i loved yeah. i loved how you wrote that god doesn't fix he heals and yeah amen like so i think so many people in our world right now like you said they are broken and they're hurting mm -hmm. and there is this temptation or this tendency to just either throw it off of ourselves as someone else's problem or to address it in a way that's not healthy and that's actually just tearing the wound yes. open yeah. worse kind of like the violent yeah. and persecution or the violent and more like persecuting protests yeah. as opposed to the yeah. ones that are just like hey we're standing here because this is a problem you know yes um and i think your letter definitely falls into that category like hey i'm not here to call anyone out but like i want to share my experience with you in the hopes that it will help you better understand yeah yeah um were there any other parts of the letter that you wanted to um, talk about or share a little bit about Yeah, okay. So I said, the point is not to change someone's mind, but to open their eyes to the damage that lives inside one another. I don't know exactly what solutions can be drawn up, but I beg that you help me find some that will change the hearts of those who are willing. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that was also important, kind of going off the same thing, but it's just there's so much hurt going on in our world yeah. and not even specifically regarding racism but just in general there's so much pain that lives inside each soul mm -hmm. and if we were just more sensitive to the fact that not everyone has the same perspective and not everyone has gone through the same experiences as you mm -hmm. that that would do a world of good amen i love how you said not everyone has the same experiences you that's something that has become very clear in my life yeah. in the last year just how so often we think just because we've been raised a certain way it's like this is automatically what's right or what's best yeah and it's like definitely sometimes that's true because unfortunately i think a lot of time in our world relativism takes over where it's this concept of everyone can have their own truth everyone can live however they want and it's like we have to all have yeah. some sort of moral code yeah. that tells us like you know like killing people wrong lying wrong stealing wrong so it's like there is an ultimate truth for sure like yes but life experience like how you're raised where you're raised all that kind of stuff that is relative and it's just like 
just because I grew up one way or I'm used to this one thing doesn't mean that it is automatically best. And so to really take into consideration when you have a different opinion or viewpoint, instead of immediately just arguing or letting it escalate or become some sort of contention in a relationship to just like be honest about that and be like, here's my experience what's your experience and how can we reconcile that i loved how so that was the end of her letter her like driving point of her letter i love how you were like i do not have all the answers because i think we can be tempted to be like here's what i think we should do and then in the back of your mind you're like therefore that's what we should do and it's just like this super honest openness that you have and you're just like I'm not the solution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am just a person with a voice who feels called to share my experience. That's exactly what Christ calls us to do. So often in the Gospels, he like tells his disciples, he's like, just go home and tell everybody what I've done for you. Yeah. Like share with your friends, share with your family, um, share with the world via <laughs> YouTube. Like, but it's true. It's like you're not trying to be someone you're not yeah. or say like oh everybody listen to me just because I've experienced this it's just this very open like here's where I'm at here's how I think this could get better but please help me yeah. know even more so yeah. what to do I love I love that honesty I think that's the first place to start Yeah, um, is being honest and I think also prayer like number one because going back to what you said earlier about like god healing it's like i can't heal the world yeah i am not god so like just praying every day for peace Mm -hmm. in the world for an end to racism for an end to violence and contention like that's a huge thing i think um do you have any other like thoughts that arise whenever you're like how could people start like the process of change not like oh if we do this everything's gonna get better overnight kind of thing yeah just definitely I've I've obviously dealt with this my entire life and I I've evolved into the person I am now and I strongly believe that step one we are just skipping right over and we are heading to our ultimate doom right now because we are just eating at each other Mm -hmm. and it's horrible to watch on the news and it's not getting us anywhere and i think just sitting down having those tough conversations and being honest about it and being willing to understand and just listen to other people even if you don't relate or if you don't quite feel the same pain that they express Mm -hmm. i think that is a starting point that Mm -hmm. we often forget is there yeah for sure if you don't mind sharing since it is like you said something that you've experienced your whole life so what has been your experience as an Asian American growing up in America? Yeah, in America, because you were, I forget, 
when were you adopted? When I was 11 months. Okay, so yeah. you were a baby. Yes, like I you was. were a baby, so you don't remember any of that. Yeah. And where were you adopted from? Uh, Do you remember? No. Okay, I was like, <laughs> country question mark? China. Okay. But. <laughs> gotcha. Cool. But somewhere in there. So, 11 months. Like, since then, like, what has your experience been growing up with a white family in yeah, America? Being it's, Asian American. I always grew up in, my parents always were very open about it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you aren't going to look the same as everyone else. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you aren't just like everyone else. Yeah. And they've done an incredible job raising me, honestly. And I always got little comments that reminded me that I don't look the same as everyone else. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily that it hurt my feelings. It just made me feel insecure about what I looked like and what I did and how it how I was supposed to act. Mm-hmm. And um, I always, as a little kid, struggled with that because I was like, we had the same childhood. Yeah. Like, I was 11 months. Like, we went to baseball games and we watched the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and I celebrated Thanksgiving and Christmas, if that's something that you do. But it was just so weird for me to always be reminded that I was never going to be as good as my peers because I looked a certain way. Mm-hmm. And even the comments that came from friends or family, it was just always a constant reminder. And it's just very hard to react and figure out how yeah. I'm supposed to react because a lot of the time I wouldn't know how to react and the way that I did react seemed to be the wrong way because Mm -hmm. they would always tell me oh you're too sensitive like I was just kidding Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but I was like how did I don't know how you wanted me to react to those comments so yeah you're like no it hurts yeah (laughs) (laughs) it reminds this is stupid but I quote movies like, yeah. there's no tomorrow. So in the Lorax, there's just this one part where his he's grown up. It's like the main character. It's the Onesler. And he says something to his parents who have like always been like on him, yeah. especially his mom. And he was just like, or she, I think the mom says like, oh, honey, we're so proud of you. And he's like, really? Because you always told me I'd never amount to anything. Yeah. And she was like, oh, we were just trying to motivate you. And he's like, wow really because it actually hurt my feelings for a really long time yeah and i think that's like yeah anybody's family like whenever people make comments and you're just like how did you want me to yeah you're like dude and i can't even imagine as like someone who was adopted and like if your family says something and you're just like (laughs) yeah you're like how am i supposed to react to that yeah for sure but you said before we started um you've had a lot of time to like come to peace with that like is that still something that you feel like is true like yeah. you're pretty much like at peace with all those things or i'm sure it's something that is like obviously ongoing probably will be ongoing yes. forever yeah. but if it's something that you've become more at peace with like how has it gotten to that point where you're more like i'm good i know? so i was 
diagnosed with anxiety and depression mm. when I was a freshman. And that was a really, really hard time for me. But that was also about three, four years into me going into youth group. Mm. And at first, I hated youth group. Really? I was like, what are they talking about? I get that. So I so relate to that. Yeah. And I ended up loving it and sticking with it. And this is going to sound cheesy, but it genuinely helped me just understand the world a little bit better. Praise God. Yeah. And I, I realized that I, like we said earlier, I wasn't to push all this off of me and give it to someone else to deal with. Mm -hmm. I was to take in all my hurt and all my pain and I was to grow and deal with it and mm. become a better person because of it that's so, so beautiful yeah like you really united your cross it sounds like to the heart of christ and yeah. his cross in that moment and yeah. that's where healing and transformation take place yes. oh my gosh I, that's awesome i didn't know that that's part of your story yeah god is good y'all <laughs> driving oh my point gosh. of this video god is good and his mercy endures forever yes. oh my gosh that's so beautiful that he is the one who really brought that home for yeah. you um is there anything else that's like on your heart to share about this whole issue or your experience or to hit on anything else that we've kind of talked about um i don't know i just think that it'd be really cool to just start having those conversations even if it is with your family or your friends and just have those real honest conversations yeah and when you say that what do you mean like what kind of conversations um regarding to race and stuff like mm -hmm. you can just be upfront about that but also just in life mm -hmm. because there's just so much pain and there's so many people out there that think that they are alone in their pain. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just not true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, do you mind my asking? So, like, I think of two things when you talk about that. Because, like, I'm the kind of person where it's like, don't tell me vague things. Like, concrete. Like, yeah. how, can I, how can I do this? Yeah. Um, so just in my life like I have a lot of friends who I guess you would call minorities or whatever um again like not something that I've ever yeah. thought about yeah. until everything that's been coming up and you're just like ah, what do I call like you, you know it's like I yeah. want to use the right words like I don't want to offend anybody and it's like I love all these people so it's like I hate saying these things but it's like if it's true it doesn't have to be a bad yeah. thing so it's like okay I have friends who are black I have friends who are Asian so it's like meh all these things Mexican whatever so it's just like, okay, whenever I'm speaking about these things, like the language, like, do you at least have like a preference for like language people use or stuff like that? That's my first question. Like, okay. does that make sense? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because I'm over here, like I'm white, you yeah, know? So it's like, start? what do, yeah. yeah. Like realistically, it's like, yeah. 
do I have to use a certain term? Do yeah. I have to say a certain thing? Yeah. Um, for me, I think it's based on personal preference, but... I'm sure. Yeah. I honestly do not really care what language or mm-hmm. what words you specifically use as long as you're being genuine. Yeah. And if cool. you are genuinely curious about something and you're asking me about it, I would love to have that conversation. Cool. So going so, back to honesty yeah. is like the first thing. Being yeah. like, I'm ignorant, help. Yes. Like, okay, cool. That was my first question. I might actually have three questions that came up. So then the second question was, so especially like if it's a friend or a family member and they're like going to talk to you about this, is it something that like you appreciate when people bringing up? So if it's like faith, like what has your experience been like as an Asian American? Like, you know, like, are you cool with people bringing that up to you? Or do you think it's better like if you're the person who is the minority or has been adopted or whatever, like you don't want anybody to ever bring it up to you unless it's bothering you and you bring it up. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, that's also personal preference, obviously. Yeah, but, I'm sure. Um, I don't mind when people bring it up to me as, mm-hmm. as long as they're being genuine about it. Yeah. Because I think, it's really cool when other people just want to listen and mm-hmm. hear what you've gone through and positive or negative. Yeah. And I think it's cool to learn other people's stories as well. Mm-hmm. So I personally don't mind if other people bring it up, but okay. some people have a lot of demons that come with that. So, yeah, I guess that kind of fed into my third question because yeah. it's like, that was it. Like, would you rather be the one to bring it up? Because even like not dealing with race at all like if something's bothering you that's also a personal question it's like yeah do you want me to ask you about boys or do you want me to wait to talk like do you kind of like my mom it's like do I wait for her to tell me about it or do I like ask so I think you hit the nail on the head it's like it's personal preference again we're not here to be like oh everything faith says goes or everything I say goes um so I, lo- I love that you pointed that out twice. It's like personal preference, but I like appreciate having this conversation because it's helpful going forward for me to be like, there is no rule book. Yeah. It's like being honest, being like God centered, God fearing, keeping like him and his glory, like on my mind and being like, so therefore is it relevant? Like, should I bring it up with this friend? Like, am I bringing it up just because I'm, curious and is that really a great cause or is it like it's because I care about you and it's like what's happening recently like might be bothering you and I'm just like wanting to know like it's good to know that like it's okay to ask just like with anything in anyone's life it's like no if you love this person and you're just like hey I'm worried about you or hey I'm just like wondering how you're doing with this um, I really appreciate you, yeah. like, just being able to talk about that and kind yeah. of, like, help me um, just in my own life be, yeah. like, cool, just to know a little bit more. So thanks for having that yeah. conversation and just being yeah. so willing to be, like, hear my thoughts. Yeah. Take them for what they are. <laughs> um, yeah, Any anything else that you want to share? It seems like um, that was really good, though. No, yeah. <laughs> well, praise God. Again, thank you so much to Faith for... One, having the courage 
to speak out about this injustice, even before the recent events yeah. that have been going on. Um, and for not backing down for something the Holy Spirit had on your heart to talk about. So speaking to anyone watching this video, if you have something on your heart, um, I love how Faith said, like, so long as you're being genuine, like if you genuinely believe that like the Lord has placed something on your heart, something to address with someone in your life, someone or something just to address in prayer with him, um, maybe something in you that needs to be healed. Maybe it has nothing to do with racism, but maybe um, just like healing that you're not allowing to take place to just know that like the Lord's not about just fixing things yeah. like like you're a house or whatever but like you're a human being and you require healing um but especially in light of racism whether it's something you've experienced personally or maybe something like honestly like for me that you have to be honest with yourself like have I been racist or is that something that like needs to be healed in me in that way so that I'm not any longer acting in ignorance or unawareness but out of love and out of genuineness that's going to be my new keyword i love that word <laughs> genuine being genuine so thanks to faith for coming on and yeah. sharing her journey um for anyone watching if this video has struck a chord with you we really encourage you to share it whether that's on social media or even if it's just with like yeah absolutely a friend or a family member who you're who you're like i really think this person would enjoy hearing this um gotta get my little cue card so i don't forget <laughs> what else to say oh make sure to give this video a thumbs up oh i hate myself for this <laughs> if you liked it um if you enjoyed having faith please Thank her in the comments below because I can't thank her enough. Um, also, if you want to comment below with what your favorite part of the video was, what piece of advice or what message really resonated with you, we would love we would love to hear that. Um, and as with all things, let's go ahead and end in prayer, giving all the glory to God. Lord Jesus. In your most holy name, we beg for an end to the injustice of racism in our country, in our world. We also pray, Lord, that you will heal us in any way that we need healing. We give you permission to take whatever we don't have the strength to give. Whatever we're holding on to that's keeping us from being healed. And just help us. To hold on to that hope, the hope of heaven, and to do whatever you put on our heart to help make change possible. Thank you for this conversation that we pray helped to start that today. All for your greater glory, O oh God. Amen. Amen. Father and the Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks again yeah, so much. Thank you Faith. for having me. This was awesome. Yeah. Truly. Um, thank you all for joining us and giving us a watch. And we hope to see you back here again soon. God bless. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast. 
where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.